Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast where I share with you a mixture of personal stories as well as some useful tips, techniques, and advice that might just make your day a wee bit better. It should also be noted that any content that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. In other words, all the views and information expressed here on this podcast are my own and not the views of anyone else. And while I strive for accuracy, I can and will be wrong at times, as any honest human will have to admit. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, Merry Christmas to you. I won't get into a long lead up today, as well, the story is long enough in itself. So with that, let's get to it. I hope you enjoy Christmas 2022. A while back, my friend Roy dropped by and we got to chatting about different things. George, if there is one thing you and me do good, it's talking. (laughs) You're right there, Roy. The thing is, George, our conversations are interesting. Well, I don't know about that, old buddy. But yeah, I guess in part you're right. We do come up with some interesting topics, that's for sure. And when a problem arises, it seems we always find a solution. Yes, sir, and we do it without a lot of fuss, like some folks I know. You're talking about the powers to be, I take it. Yep, the very own. I personally think that most of the problems today are caused by them. Now, don't think I'm against all of them, as I suspect there are a few out there that has handled has a handle on things. It's just that I haven't found any yet. <laughs> yep, you're right again, Roy. However, we both have to admit that a lot has changed over the years, especially when it comes to our politicians. You know, George, I have come to the conclusion that a lot of people these days seem to be having a lot of extra time on their hands. If it had happened while the virus was in full swing, I would have chalked it up to that. But things began to change long before that. What are you getting at, Roy? Well, what I'm leading up to, George, is the word Christmas. Christmas? Why in the world is the word Christmas upsetting you? I thought you looked forward to Christmas. I do, George. It's just that, well, all my life, everyone I knew looked forward to that jolly plump feller that came down the chimney on Christmas Eve, dropping off presents for everyone. Hell, even them cookies and milk that was left out for him sure looked mighty tempting to me. And while on the topic of cookies, George, do you think the reason he liked them so much was that they gave him the energy that was needed to make it to the next house? Could be, Roy. Yeah, that's what I figure, too. Anyways, getting back to the word Christmas, why is it bothering you so darn much? Well, it's not the word in itself that is bothering me. It's more of what people are interpreting the word Christmas to be. Kind of saddens me. There's a lot of people who stop using the words Merry Christmas. You know, George, I've seen people who say Merry Christmas and get angry if you say Happy Holidays. And taking it one step further, I've seen it from, I've heard, I've seen it from those who say Happy Holidays and get angry at you if you say Merry Christmas. Some are even saying that Merry Christmas is not to be said because it's insulting to other religions. I don't know about you, George, but hearing all this kind of sets me back a wee bit scratching my old head. 
If asked, I would say the world is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> well, I have to agree with you, Roy. I've often wondered what is going on in the minds of some people these days. For my lovely wife and I, and both our boys, all that we want to do is enjoy this season as it has always been. Yep, same here, George. You know, that Mary and mine sure looks forward to putting up our Christmas tree and decorating it every year. She gets so excited that she can't sit still, jumping all over the place like a cat running around in a room filled with rocking chairs. My wife is the same, Roy. If it was up to her, our tree would be up a month ahead of time. Not that I mind, really. As truth be told, it makes me happy seeing her happy. Do you still go out and cut down a tree? I remember one time you told me that you and Ruth usually went out to cut one down from under the hydro wires. Hmm, I think you said that the hydro didn't mind, as they had to cut them down anyways. Yep, that's a fact, Roy. I asked them one time, and they said, help yourself. It's one less that they have to cut down. But now that you brought that up, Roy, I remember one time, just before Christmas, it was a cold day. Huh, funny saying that just reminded me of what my old dad said one time when he was alive. George, it's so damn cold, I saw a politician yesterday with his hands in his own pockets. <laughs> Anyways, Ruth and I decided that being so cold and snowy, there wouldn't be any around to bother us. So knowing that, I went and got my saw, and we headed on down the highway. After an hour or so of driving, I spotted one and stopped the car. What do you think of that one? Pointed the one over it by the edge of the bush. Looks mighty fine to me, she said. So, hearing that, I got out of the car, taking my handsaw, and headed on over to where it was. You know, Roy, the snow that year was so deep, it was up to my waist. For a few minutes there, I thought I might have to get Ruth to throw me a rope and tie it to the car so she could pull me out. But after a bit of struggling, I managed my way over to it and cut it down, which was a chore in itself. The next issue I had was getting it back to the car, but I managed. Ruth would, come and help, would have come to my rescue, but I thought it might be better if she stayed on the road. You know, with her being so short and all. Good idea, George. You might have lost her with the snow being so deep. Yep, that's what I figured too. And if that happened, who would decorate the tree and cook me my Christmas turkey? I sure wouldn't want to miss that. Anyways, I did get the tree to the side of the road, and between the two of us, we managed to get it into our trunk and brought it home. The interesting part about this whole episode was, we didn't see one person or car the whole time we were out there. Then, the next day, when I was down at the garage in town, the owner spoke up and said, Hey, George, I saw you got your Christmas tree yesterday. <laughs> I looked at him and wondered, how in the heck did he know that? Ruth and I never seen a car or anyone all the time we were out there. Strange as it is, George, it happens. It seems nothing goes unnoticed in small towns. You're right there, Roy, but still, it's a mystery. But to answer your question on whether we still cut down our tree today, the answer, as much as I hate to say it, is no, we don't. Not that I'm against cutting down trees, mind you, as some folks are today. It's just that over the years, working in my woodworking shop, I have become allergic to different kinds of trees, and Christmas trees happens to be one of them. 
As soon as I bring them into the house, I begin sneezing like crazy and get all congested in things. So knowing that, Ruth, not wanting to put up with my sneezing and complaining, thought it best that we went out and bought a real nice-looking fake one. Not as nice a smell or look-wise, but nice just the same. How about you, Roy? Do you still cut one down? No, Mary said I'm getting too darn old to be traipsing through the bush anymore in five feet of snow. You know, I kind of have to agree with her. Why don't you just buy one, Roy? I see there are lots at the grocery store these days. Well, here's the thing. First off, the trees are cut so far ahead these days that they are dropping their needles before they're even brought into the house. The next thing is, George, have you seen the price they want for their tree these days? Damn, they want more than what it costs for a turkey. No, no more live trees for us. Mary also bought a fake one, and you know, George, I think she's just as happy. Probably because she doesn't want to have to go out into the bush finding you, thinking you're lost. Now wait a minute here, George. I'm not that old and crippled up. I know, Roy, I was just kidding. So what do you do while Ruth is putting up your plastic tree, George? Oh, I usually sit back in my lazy boy chair watching her. And then once she gets into it, I usually put on some old Christmas tune sung by singers like Hank Williams, Johnny Cass, Merle Haggard, Hank Snow, Jimmy Rogers, Waylon Jenny, George Jones, Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, and my most favorite song, Christmas Cookies by George Strait. <laughs> I'll let you in on a little secret, Roy. I recorded that song while singing it after a couple drinks one Christmas. Hmm, now I know my, why my old dog was howling so bad last Christmas. It was your singing what, that must have heard him. He must have heard. Hey now, it wasn't all that bad. Actually, I was told by some that it was actually quite good. Well, I'll have to take your word, I guess. Would you like to hear me sing it? No, that's not necessary. As I just said, I'll take your word for it. And let's leave it at that. Mary says my hearing's bad enough now, and I sure don't need you making it any worse. Fine friend you are, Roy. I am your friend, darn it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. But getting back to Christmas, you know, Roy, when I was growing up on the farm, there wasn't much money to be had, but it always seemed that there was never a Christmas that went by that wasn't a gift under the tree come Christmas morning. Yep, same goes for me. You know, Jordan, I never ever got a store-bought gift. How about you? Me neither, Roy. Oh, sure, there were store-bought. If the year was good, I had a few. But most that I received were made or put together out of what we had on hand. But you know, I don't really know if it was the present itself back then that meant so much to me, or if it was simply the thought of receiving the gift. Well, whatever the reason was, George, I know for me, I sure look forward to seeing a gift or two under the tree. I have to agree with you there, Roy. Anyways, George, I have to be going, or Mary is going to be some upset. She gets that way lately, probably because she's worried that something might have happened to me. Well, you can't begrudge her of that, my friend. Nope, that's for sure. It is nice knowing someone cares for you. I care for you, Roy. I know you do. Hell, I care for you, too. 
Just don't be telling anyone I said so, that's all. I'll be sure to spread it around town as soon as you leave. You do and I'll... Ah, hell, I gotta be going. One last thing before you go that has been bugging me, Roy. Here we go. Damn it, I'm never gonna get home. It won't take but a minute. All right, what is it that is so darn important? Well, it's what some are saying about Santa Claus these days. You know, the old feller himself. You still believe in him, don't you, Roy? Sure I believe in him. Why wouldn't I? Well, as I see it, this old feller has sure had some rough times over the years trying to keep everyone happy. Yeah, I agree. He sure has had a bad time of it lately. I remember one time Roy asking Ridge and Laura, the folks that adopted me, how it was that occasionally Santa didn't make it to our home. They said, George, Santa has a lot of children to gifts to, and sometimes he just doesn't have enough to go around. Sometimes people get lucky, and, well, sometimes people don't. But the one thing you have to remember is, always be grateful for what you do have. And hey, Next year, I'm sure you'll be one of the lucky ones. Well, them are some straightforward words, George. I couldn't have said that any better myself. You know, Roy, I don't know about you, but Ruth and I never, ever told our boys that there wasn't a Santa Claus. Well, gall darn it, George. Why would you do something like that? We both believe in Santa Claus, right? Yep, you're right, old buddy. Hmm, what do you think... You'll be getting from the old feller this year, Roy. Well, other than socks, I'm not sure. Merry Christmas, Roy. Yep, same to you, George. And to all of you that are listening to my podcast, Ruth and I would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy New Year. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like to know more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at stories at keepingnotes.com and I'll get back to you. And also, for those that would like to buy me a coffee, I have added a buy me a co- coffee button on my blog, which is located at www.keepingnotes.com. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Listen Notes. Amazon Music, and the Walters Post. It is also on your Google Home smart speaker. Just say, hey Google, play just one more story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, feel free to share them with others. In doing so, it would help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.